Hello and welcome to Balfour Beauty's Infrastructure Matters podcast series. We're delighted to have you with us. I'm Olivia and I'm your host for this episode. To help mark Mental Health Awareness Week, we will be discussing the impact of poor mental health and the effect it has on the construction industry. Today, I'm joined by Andy Jones, Quality Manager on our Viking Link project, and Stacey Keats, HR Business Partner for our UK Regional Civils and Plant and Fleet Businesses. Hello to you both. Hi, good morning, Olivia. Morning, Olivia. So loneliness is affecting more and more of us in the UK and has had a huge impact on our physical and mental health, especially since the pandemic. With the suicide rates in the construction industry three times the national average, Balfour Beatty recognises the importance to educate and raise awareness of mental health within our workplace. This includes getting involved in national campaigns such as Mental Health Awareness Week and making sure employees know what support is available. We now have over 550 trained mental health first aiders across the UK. Andy and Stacey, could you tell me what you uh, know around uh, what you believe to be mental health? Uh, yeah, I'll go first if that's okay, Andy. So, yeah, I think my from my perspective, um, I think it's important to note that, you know, everyone has mental health. So it's not a case of, oh, you know, someone's got mental health and that means that they've got you know a mental health a mental health illness or poor mental health i think it's really important to recognize the terminology and actually i think sometimes people may struggle to understand or know what to call it um and i think you know acknowledging the the wording that is acceptable to use or you know that that is okay to use so i think it's important to know people do have mental health everyone has mental health but it's whether people are having um, a good mental health day or a poor mental health day um that's how I see it anyway. How about you, Andy? Uh, no, I fully agree. Um, I, I've been in instances where the environment hasn't uh, put me at, at ease and I've I've asked people to lower their tone, to stop shouting because how it affects my mental health. So at that moment in time, I'm OK. But if, if it carries on, my mental health will decline. It will become poor mental health. Could you please tell us a bit about your career journey so far, your experience with mental health within the workplace and why you think looking after your own mental health is so important? Um, yeah, great. No, no problem. So for me, I'm ex, ex forces. I did 23 years in the in the army um, and, and I left the rank of warrant officer. I was actually medically discharged uh, primarily on uh, due to my poor mental health. I was diagnosed with anxiety, depression, which stemmed from PTSD and still live with the poor mental health to this day. During my um, final years in the army, I I, I was in an environment where I had to hide uh, my struggles because as, as a stereotypical man in, in the British Army as a war officer, you, it was perceived as weakness. I, I believe they've come on a journey and uh, and things are improving but but during my time it it um it it had a big impact on me so when i was medically discharged in 2019 i i didn't know where i fit in the world and and i struggled and i've been through several jobs up until this point because what usually happens is is i take on a job um anxieties start to raise over a period of time I, I genuinely feel isolated I feel alienated from from the groups and ultimately my poor mental health impacts how people uh, 
respond to me and then how they respond to me then drives down my mental my my permanent health and and it just just gets worse and worse and worse to the point where I am either pushed out the door or I look for another job so um most recent episode of of uh where I crashed was was a few weeks ago and things got really really bad um but I was quite fortunate that I've learned how to recognize uh, signs and symptoms in myself and people also note around me also noticed that things weren't quite right so this is the first time in the last several years that actually I'm not looking for a new job because uh, people were aware of, of the subtle changes and uh, and I was also able to ask for help it took a day or two and speaking to my wife and explaining the troubles I'm going through and 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 coming back to work and speaking to my line manager and and the support was just there the people made the allowances um and, and it was just an inclusive environment that's that allowed me to be me allowed me to have my off day it, it, it demonstrated that it's okay to not be okay could you tell us a bit more about those signs and symptoms because signs and symptoms manifest in a diff- different ways for different mental health illnesses and for each person it's really unique um and it's really important to educate those people around you who are your support system whether that's in work or personal to spot those because then they can support you and be your crutch as my mental health declines the, the state of being just always seems the same when actually you've got i have to stop and look outside of myself to to analyze the differences because you don't notice the changes it it takes an event to for it to to rear up one of which for me would be a headache i i, I don't drink alcohol because of the medication i'm on so it's, it would never be associated to that so why have i got a headache because i'm not sleeping properly why am i not sleeping properly because i'm worried about something why am i worried about something and and it's really digging back down to the root cause of 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 that headache and that social withdrawal is generally one of the first ones so whilst i'm sat at the desk if there's people walking around me my anxieties would raise but i don't realize they're raising i just know that i'm maybe getting fidgety i'm i'm putting on loud music i'm i'm not engaging with people i'm i'm not sending an email because i'm starting to doubt myself and and by not sending the email the the day will pass and then I'm getting anxious because I should have done it yesterday and I haven't done it and I'm building my own stress I'm bringing all the problems in myself when, when actually I didn't pick up on the symptoms in the first place. I think the symptoms and signs that you've described cover a number of mental health um, illnesses but also people who experience poor mental health so um we can all go through experiences of poor mental health because we all have mental health. And it's really important for us to be proactive at doing the things that we need to do to ensure that we have good mental health. So for myself, I know that I need to exercise or I need to interact with my family and friends. Um, And if I'm not doing those things, I start to get poor mental health. I start to get a bit of anxiety um, and I start to work more Um, but also 
signs and symptoms that people could spot is like lack of sleep, like you mentioned, people overworking actually, or not working enough, coming in late, uh, not washing, not looking after themselves. And it's a change in their pattern of behaviour. And um, it's really important that people in the workplace can spot these things. Also worth noting that mental ill health is responsible for 72 million working days lost in the UK and it costs employers over 34.9 billion per year. What do you think that your colleagues around you could do if you were going to give them a piece of advice um, in supporting you um, and supporting you having good mental health? To do? That's, that, that's quite an interesting question because um, that's a journey I've taken a lot of interest in. I personally um, like to take a little bit of time out just to say hello to people with no agenda. I just just go and say hi, how are you doing? But but just by doing that, how they respond to you straight away is is gives me an indication of how they're feeling because just little subtle things. I, I people might ask me, hi Andy, how are you? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm okay. And okay to me probably means fine, but if I say yeah, not bad, actually not bad to me means I'm not good either. And and if that person asks me a little bit further, what do you mean by that? I I, I would then tell them, but I, I don't necessarily burden people or, or what I perceive as burdening people with with my problems just because they're saying hello. Personally, if if I'm struggling and if somebody asks me if I'm okay. I might not be truthful with them, but there would be changes in my personality and depending on the individual, if they were to ask again, I would maybe, depending on how I was feeling at that time, maybe I would give them a bit more, which in them instances, in, I would I would encourage people to probe further, uh, gently offering support. Do you want to have a chat? Do you want to grab a brew? I found the most helpful thing for me is if in them cases I won't open, I may not open up, but a follow up message. So a Teams message, an email saying just make sure you're all right. And and that gives me the time to to consider my reply and say, you know what, I could probably do with a chat. I think one of the things that we can do with each other in the workplace, no matter if we know someone or not, is just showing people that we care. And just being kind. I think one of the things that um, as a mental health first aider instructor, we teach mental health first aiders is to listen and communicate non-judgmentally and giving people the space to talk and just saying, are you OK? I just want to check in and being there for people. So Stacey, um, I understand that you're the HR lead for our affinity network, our ability affinity network. Can you tell us a bit more about what that means and what mental health support we offer to our employees? please yeah of course so yeah I am I've been the HR lead for the ability affinity network now for probably um the last year or so um so for those that don't know we've got the four affinity networks in Balfour BT um and the ability one encompasses um everyone that um we've obviously got members and allies but it encompasses you know all um disabilities conditions um, and mental poor mental health is one of them so people who've got you know mental health conditions or illness illnesses um, and I think that was one of the reasons why I first you know was interested in becoming the HR lead for that for that network is because from 
you know, from my own perspective, I, I've got generalised anxiety disorder. I was I was diagnosed with that about six, six or seven years ago. Um, and so the group for me is it, it's not only I'm, I'm not only the HR lead, but for from a personal perspective, it's a, it's a network that, you know, there's people there and it's a support mechanism. But yeah, in terms of the support for, for mental health, um, obviously we've got the CIC, our employee assistance programme, which is available to all employees and their families. Um, so that that support is available 24 uh, seven over the phone. Um, and I've actually had counselling myself through that um, through that support mechanism. So um, I think I've probably used it two or three times over the last sort of six years. And um, that's really good for when I'm having a particularly bad time. It helps you to get out of that, as you said, Andy, that that dark spell. We've also got um, obviously we've got the affinity network. So people who are struggling can use that as a support tool. We've also got the employee relations line manager support team who um, they they um, support line managers in our business uh, who may have employees that are struggling with poor mental health. So, it you know, if if the manager wants any advice and guidance, they can call that team speak to the advisor that's allocated to their part of the business um, and they can go through that case with them step by step in terms of what support to offer that employee. Um, and I think that's that's especially important where line managers may not necessarily have come across, you know, people with poor mental health in the past and they might not know how to deal with that in the first instance. Um, and as you said, Olivia, there's the mental health first aiders um, and we've got the list of those readily available and any of those people are ready to just you know be reached out to if they want to have a chat um in a non-judgmental environment that's just quite neutral um, and i think for myself it's it's definitely it definitely helps talking to somebody that doesn't know you or your situation who totally impartial is willing to just sit and listen and when you when you're really struggling that makes a whole world of difference Completely agree. Very well, very well said, Stacey. Thank you. I think it's probably worth noting, Stacey, um, do you want to explain a bit more about generalised anxiety disorder or GAD as it's referred to and how, how that really affected your work? Because I think a lot of people know about anxiety. Uh, we all experience anxiety. Anxiety is healthy um, to a point, but it's when it starts impacting you and um, really affecting how you live your day-to-day -day life. So um, do you want to explain a tiny bit more about that, please? Yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, as you said, uh, you know, a certain level of anxiety is healthy. Um, and then when it once it becomes that point where it takes over or it actually stops you from doing certain tasks day to day, that's when it becomes an issue. And I think for, for myself, I've probably struggled with GAD my whole life and just never it took me a while to realise that it wasn't normal to worry that much. Um, and I, I literally uh, in a work setting, I would just overthink everything. So, you know, a conversation with somebody I'd still be thinking about two weeks later. Did I say the right thing? Did I phrase it in the right way? And I'd be so terrified of saying the wrong thing to somebody that um, I'd, I'd lose sleep over it. I'd think, oh, I might have offended that person. They're going to complain about me. I'm going to get fired. And for some reason, these scenarios in my head always ended up in me getting fired. And, you know, like... I'm I'm a good employee. I try not to do anything wrong. I work in HR, so I'm I'm a stickler for the rules. Um, but I always just get to that point where in my head I'm like, well, that's it. I'm going to get fired for this. And do you know, like I'm I'm very very lucky that I have probably the most supportive line manager I've ever experienced, and she is 
amazing at recognizing when I'm having a particularly bad day um you know she'll she'll just notice the really subtle changes in my behavior you know I won't be engaged in the conversations as much as Andy said you know quite withdrawn um I think I can probably be quite short at times when I'm having a particularly bad time and she will always not you know in front of people on a call but she'll always text me afterwards to say I notice you're not not yourself today do you want you know I'm here if you want to talk and that that means the absolute world to me but obviously I'll still always struggle and my anxiety is never going to go away but I now understand it a lot better and I now know how to manage it a lot better and I think the support I've had from work from my manager from my teammates from people in the business who now know that I suffer with GAD you know they understand me a lot better um, the Ability Network. I'm also the diversity and inclusion lead for the two businesses that I look after and I'm on various working groups and stuff for that. So I think, you know, talking about it, being involved in all the stuff I am as part of my job, I think that really helps me and motivates me um, and also means I've got the support there for when I, I'm having a particularly bad day. Thank you for sharing that. So we've spoken a bit about um, support and um, giving people support but I think it's also worth noting that if you support people um, around you who come to you and reach out to you because Andy you've you've mentioned that a few people have reached can reach out to you um, and when you share that um, you're open to talking about mental health um, people do come and share their experiences with you and that can be quite um, distressing actually at times but in cases where that is not the situation where someone wants you spot signs and symptoms of someone not being themselves, not looking after themselves, having poor mental health. What advice, how would you, what advice would you give someone in approaching that person? Andy, you've mentioned um, just going up and checking they're okay. Um, and um, what kind of questions and probing questions would you suggest people ask? Yeah, can I say before I directly jumped into that one that um, I've considered and planned taking my own life more times than I can remember. And the most recent of which was within the last three weeks. Um, I have no no shame sharing that. And, and when I mention this, some people talk about uh, somebody that uh, takes their own life as selfish. And, 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 and I actually take uh, umbrage to that because when I'm at my absolute lowest and I've planned how I'm going to end my life. I genuinely feel that the people I love, everybody around me is better off without me there. They would be much better off if I didn't exist. So it, it, it isn't about ending my suffering, it was about ending theirs. And and so so to, to get to your, your point is is when I've been in them situations, it's it's about reassuring people that actually they are valued. They are important. They're cared for. They 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 deserve to be here, and what they're feeling will pass. And and to rationalise it. So and that's the, a journey I've had to take myself on lots of times. And it's 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 holding on to them anchors, and it's to remind the people to 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 that it's more that what you're going through at that time will be awful but it will get better. Thank you for sharing that, Andy. That's very brave of you to share. And I think it's really important 
that we talk openly about it and I think it's really brave and strong of of you to share because that's not easy and you've gone on your own personal journey and I um and that must have been and still continues to be I can imagine a really tough journey for you to take um and the more we talk about it the more we realize that actually sadly it's more common than we know I think we work in the construction industry as well and the suicide rates are three times the national average in the construction industry so knowing how to support someone who is in a crisis situation is really important so we can look after each other and keep each other safe. Stacey do you want to share something? Yeah, um, it's just picking up on on the points that you've just mentioned there, Olivia and Andy. Thank you for for sharing that story. I mean, that is really brave, and that message is really really powerful. And I think Olivia, just something you said there, just struck a chord with me. That you know, we all need to look after each other, and you know, we spend most of our lives in the workplace. So you know, it really that really is so important that we all take the time to look after each other and care for each other, and that actually people feel like they can bring their whole self to work where you know the positives and the not negatives but you know the differences that we have um amongst ourselves that actually we can feel like we can open up to people in the workplace and share these experiences and you know remove the stigma and it it's okay to talk about these things the more we can make this you know balfour bt uh, an even more inclusive workplace um which is the ultimate aim I'd, I'd, I'd really like to just just come back on that one, Stacey, because I, I couldn't agree more. And I use an analogy a sim- that if I'd broken my leg, I'd be able to tell you about it. And you'd ask me how I did it. I don't think mental health sh- should be any different, good or bad. Totally agree. I, I agree, Andy. And um, I think that's a good place to to finish on. Thank you to both Andy and Stacey for joining us today and thank you to everyone else for joining us. Um, it's been great to have such an honest discussion around such an important topic. Um, if anyone has been affected by any subject matters in this discussion, please do reach out to the support that is available, the Employee Assistance Programme number, Samaritans or Lighthouse Construction Industry number. There's a lot of support available out there. Um, if anyone needs it. And to those of you who are listening and took the time to play or download this podcast, a big thank you to you all as well.